0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Believe in K-pop. As I was about to record this, I was like, should I create like a producer, like, not producer, sorry, like a YouTube or like... Um, other podcasts have it, too, where they're, like, "Essential guides for recent converts. Welcome back to the K-pop cast. You're you something, something, something. Or, like, let's get it, let's go. Like, I don't know. You know how they have their little, like, what's up, groupies? I don't know. Um, or DK News. Like, those kinds of things. Like, should I do that? I don't think I should. We're not at that point yet. But... <laughs> What we are at today is an interview with an Indian K-pop fan slash writer slash curator of content of sorts for fans in India. Her name is Anthea Isaac, and she took the time to talk with me about her um, journey within K-pop. And so I'm really excited to talk to her. or I, I'm happy that I was able to talk to her. Um, I'm happy that you guys will get a chance to hear from her. But um, if you guys have any suggestions on people to interview i'm thinking about doing like a consultant type thing like interviewing k-pop quote-unquote consultants because there are a couple of that you know deem themselves as such so i would like to hear what they you know about what they do um let me know if you guys think that's interesting also i'm gonna get back on my little entertainment um deep dives uh like i said uh i think my next one was going to be yg um I was debating between medium-sized companies and YG, but I'm going to do YG. Um, And I was just kind of perusing just to see how much work it would have to take. And uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, the least amount of videos a YG group has is winners with like 220. The most is like 720-something with Big Bang. And so I was like, okay, well, um, my work is cut out for me this week. So time to peruse through the YG youtubes and see what they do um if you remember from the episode with kenny and dre back uh around KCON la time back in august 2019 um kenny was like you know i give a lot of credit to yg because with 21 and big bang they were the ones that kind of started out they're like they were the ones that started out the vlogging sort of thing for k-pop um and where it is today. So I'm going to dive into that. I'm not going to do 21. Like I said, I'm only going to do kind of active, uh, groups. And, um, so yeah, that's what I'm going to do. But, um, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy this and we'll see you next week. What's up guys? Welcome back to Believe in K-pop. We have another guest for us today this time. Um we've had a couple of international uh I guess not American guests uh are based in the US, but um we do have Anthea Isaac who is actually in India right now and she's from india she is indian um and she would not be on here if she did not write about k-pop or manage anything k-pop related um so thank you anthea for coming on um let me finish sorry i just (laughs) i need to finish introducing you um you write for the craze magazine um who we would have had on the podcast last week um you also write for destination k-pop um india which is an indian-based k-pop site and then you also are the founder and curator of Let's K pop India, which is another K pop uh, website as well. Um, so thank you so much for joining.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Emily. It was a beautiful introduction, and I am super excited to be part of this podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, yeah. No, of course. Um, I think it's very interesting. Um, I was, I, I, we had a phone conversation uh, about a week ago, but I told you I'd started watching, and I'm sure a lot of people have kind of talked about this, and maybe it's annoying for you at this point because it's been around for so long. But, um, in the KBS sort of mini series they did, um, called Exciting India, um, they, within it, you know, obviously Minho Ho from Shiny was there, um, Jung Hyun from CN Blue, which it's kind of, you know, I realized it later on about him that he was a l- part of that burning sun sort of thing um but you know and Kyuhyun, super junior um sungyu from infinite and uh suho from exo they were all there and they said that you know when they first got there the first day they were like um the how you wave isn't non-existent this was back in 2015 It's not non-existent in india but it's concentrated in the northern part is that still true
0: I would partially agree with that because, you no, know, like I'm not sure if it is still true because we do have a strong base in South India, and I'm personally from South India, so we have a strong base building up right now. And maybe, you know, like in the episode, as always, um, we get to have this question as you mentioned before, and it was such a kind of a situation during those years, mm-hmm. and it started spreading later on and. Uh, even now you can find the base stronger in north india because it started quite earlier and we Uh, have different fan clubs and fan pages who take the responsibility of uh, you know like uh, helping them to come together as one and representing them so when you compare south india we don't have such strong base Compared to the North one, we have strong ones in South, but comparatively, it is quite less because of the delay in the, where fans got into K-pop, and mm-hmm. there are still, uh, you know, like, groups and uh, fan clubs that are building up their own platform, and that's why it is kind of seemingly uh, North-based kind of way. But we, I do have few, uh, you know, like, Examples where, you know, like I got seven fans from South India actually contributed a quite amount with US based I got sevens to actually put up Got Seven in a billboard. That's what I heard. And it was kind of cool because mm-hmm. uh, it was basically always the North in, uh, Indian fan pages do that. But recently I got to know that even South Indian fans are trying to you know, like bring up money, donate to various uh, places, go visit orphanages and stuff. So it is kind of getting uh, recognized. And we had a recent Mont uh, concert in Bangalore. And it was actually one of the very... Uh, few concerts that we have in South India, so the stigma that Northeast is the very beginning of this wave is true, and it is there still now because you can always see that places like Dimapur uh, and Manipur being the actual stop where the groups stand there. You no, know, like they come and visit; uh, they definitely make a visit in Manipur or Dimapur, and. Additionally, they kind of consider Mumbai and Bangalore later. So, yeah, it is there, but we are kind of growing. And I think it's ki- kind of coming up really well right now. So you
1: mentioned um, Mont having a concert. When I think of the K-pop groups that have come or K-pop acts that have come to um, India, mm-hmm. there's Snooper, there's Intuit, or 24K, Mont, Card, um And Alexa, these are all. I mean, except for maybe Card, Um, the other ones. And Alexa is slowly growing, but the other ones, you know, are are sort of smaller groups. Um, You know, people know them, but they're smaller. Um, Why do you believe? And and this is kind of part of a larger question. um, I guess in the context of the smaller groups coming, why? And and the fact that a lot of people have said, or a couple of articles have said that the reasoning behind why K-pop isn't coming as frequently to India is because there seems to even though there is a fan base there, the way the currencies and the payback would work wouldn't be as profitable, it would almost be a loss um, for a lot of groups, especially with the productions they put together. Why do you think in that case, um, smaller, likely less profitable groups or likely groups with less money um, would be coming to India rather than the more popular ones?
0: This is totally my opinion, but uh, of course, uh, we made a discussion in Civil Beats' website and I was part of the Roundtable conference thing where we discussed about what? this particular you issue. You too? No, uh, I was just invited to be part of that ah, Roundtable. Okay. Oh, cool. And... I like them. Uh, hey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we spoke about it around uh, 2019 june i guess so the article was up during june so yes the currency actually plays a very big role if you know like we should agree about it and um, as i always mention that um you know like smaller groups find it easy to walk in and uh, you know like spread their popularity because according to me i think that smaller Uh, groups find it necessary to make themselves established in India and Into various parts if you can say, you know, like there are much more smaller groups that try to get into uh, European market or even American market with smaller venues and stuff because they want to establish themselves by getting there but when it, when, it, when we compare larger groups they don't actually need to go and persuade the fans mm. to you know like make them their fans and like without even mentioning like we Indian fans actually crave for the popular artists to actually spell out our country name or uh, our culture in any way and we, we kind of should agree to that when when a popular artist kind of spells out india or i love indian curry or i know bollywood or yeah. i know i listen to bollywood music we go crazy that's all we need mm-hmm. but when it comes to smaller groups i don't think we uh, concentrate it is kind of stereotypical but the whole world is behind big groups and that's the same with indian market too so these kind of groups also consider uh, you know like india being the second populated country I think they really know that there are lots and lots of people who can actually, uh, you know, like pro- profit them in being a bigger fan base. So that's why they step into India. And with a currency gap, it is actually also easy to set up and organize an event in India because the money you invest is going to be um, less than you than you when you compare with America or Europe. Mm. Uh, you know like comparatively with the profit it is also uh, easy to set up and organize events and concerts because it's actually going to charge you less Uh, according to me i'm not sure i have never been behind any production or uh, organizations before i think that small groups actually kind of margin their profit to like uh, actually take back the money they have invested that should be their major idea not to end up in a loss but you know like invest the money and take back with few you know like a marginal profit that would be their main idea or just fans you know like reaching out to fans might be their priority and the later comes the profit when it when we compare um, bigger groups it is not like they need fans first and they need the profit later so it's like um, it switches the priority and the needs switch that's what I guess That's why, you know, like smaller groups find it easy to step into Indian market and to put it up with examples. And like Intuit was not that uh, well-known group in India before. And Mm. even Alexa, people knew her, of course. They had, you know, like fans in and around. But once they stepped into India and they, you know, like blew our minds away, then the fans got crazy. And... Intuit had their own Indian fan page, and people are kind of having their own challenges, projects running, birthday projects for the members, and things started blooming up only when they stepped into India. And VAB also has, you know, like they have um, fan pages for each and every member. <laughs> yeah, so they have each and every fan uh, members fan page, and they get together for birthday projects. So you know, like uh, I was a VAB fan way before they got, you know, like they stepped in India, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find a you know, like a stable Indian fan page before. But later, when when they came here and performed, and then they know, like stole the girl's heart, they had their own Indian page, and it it became more solid and more active right now. So maybe I think i answered your question did I, yeah or
1: you did that's so interesting it's like it's the reverse it's like you have to like the fan might not know you but once you come then they're a fan like and it's just the fact that you are they're being you guys are being acknowledged you know and and vaV is a pretty you know popular group um the fact that you're being acknowledged is enough to make you a fan in some cases and so i wonder with these concerts when they do come are they sold out or close to selling out
0: yeah, uh, actually the organizers are doing a very good job in India. I should definitely appreciate Namaskar and Pink Box. Pink Box have been doing this job for almost years, and Namaskar just bloomed this year. And they are the ones who brought in Intuit and Alexa. Okay. So they are coming up with creative ideas, and they are able to, you know, like sell out uh, stadiums. And to, you know, like to note actually two four k did not have their concert in India. They you know, like announced that they were coming to Bangalore. and even I was super excited and I remember those days really well. It was yes. just a year a year before. Uh-huh. and unfortunately, they were not able to establish themselves before they could step in, you know, like uh, even be- oh. it is necessary for the members to at least you know like, give a little glimpse, like, we should just go and check out this group. So that's that kind of uh, intuition must actually kindle the fans. So 24K was, uh, that event was not able to do it, and they had some trouble in selling the tickets, and so they had to stop the concert from happening. So they actually never came to India. Oh, and
1: wow. Actually,
0: it's, it's sad, because, you know, like, after that, you know, like after a few months they got, the members have been changed and mm, it was yeah. quite sad. So one of the things that you, you kind of mentioned to me,
1: and I, I've I was spoken with another, with an Indian army, I should say, she stated that her parents weren't the most receptive of her being um, a K-pop fan, and I know that you mm-hmm. might feel the same way in some cases. Um, so let's say when there is a concert happening, and, 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 and the... My, the girl that I spoke to, the army, she did say that like a, it's not, it's not just her. Um, it's there's a lot of you know Indian parents that are kind of just like used and you know kind of restrictive of, you know, su- their children, um, supporting K-pop and you know and whatever way. And so it's kind of difficult to like she said when the BTS movie came out, it was a whole thing. She had to drive all the way to you know, hours to go to some movie theater that was showing it. Now, I know it was probably because, you know, the movie theater is far away, but, like, she had to get, like, she had to pretty much bribe and, like, get so much permission from her parents to even do that. Do you find that, in your case, have you heard of, uh, you know, a lot of parents um, that are in India, um, you know, seeing K-pop as not, you know, a a necessary thing to, you know, their enjoyment? Um, Do you think there's a point when
0: they might accept it? Uh, Indian system and the parenting style and the whole family structure is totally different from Western families to be more accurate and um, you know like not encouraging entertainment is actually a very habitual habit of our Indian parents. So, in my opinion, it is basically because Indian population were, weren't used to spending a lot of money or time towards entertainment. So, uh, I'm not sure if you heard it, but uh, there's kind of a talk where Indians are listed to be more uh, workaholics and more into studies mm-hmm. and education and work all the time. Mm-hmm. So, it, it is not just now. Now it might be K-pop, but we all must agree that our parents were also restricted by their parents when they were going crazy over Beatles and Michael Jackson. So it, uh... it continues. Yeah, this the same stigma continues. And when those days, Michael Jackson's English and those English songs felt over the clouds because people were not, uh, weren't able to understand English. And when uh, kids said that they loved Michael Jackson, they might have felt like, this is so different from our culture and you like him dancing like that and things like that but now you know like English music has become a usual thing because we all learn our education through English and English Mm -hmm. is mostly spoken by most of the school students and college and even parents you know like parents they agree that English is become uh, becoming a wider spoken language in India so Now they are getting used to English movies and English songs, but they're still new to K-pop because, you know, like, again, it's a new language and they feel uncomfortable with their kids listening to songs which they don't understand. They they don't feel it fine because they don't actually kind of really uh, realize or understand what is actually happening on the screen. It's too much of flashy or too much of energy. Which which kind of makes them feel odd one out, so that is the reason. And again, uh, to be more uh, specific from my point of view, uh, we we have this kind of a thought where we don't spend much on entertainment, as I t- told you before. Like even if it's movies or music, we we kind of restrict our money being paid for the movies or the music we listen to like movies we watch and music we listen to so when they find that their kids are actually spending an umpteen number of amount to buy albums or to go to a movie they they kind of feel odd because you know that again the currency plays a major role because when we want to purchase Uh, an album it kind of costs us so much because of all the transport and the taxes we have to pay so it is quite difficult for fans to get access to the official merch that the artists actually put out Uh, and we get them so late like after a month of the release we used to get our albums uh, our pre-ordered albums so that's how much time it takes and the effort we put in. Mm. So that kind of uh, makes them feel bad. And um, it's like they feel as if there are only few artists and their kids are actually obsessed with that particular person or something. Mm. But K-pop has different genres and different artists and lots and lots of things to keep uh, track on. It's not like you have a particular person singing and dancing and you keep watching the same music video. Well, we do stream, but again, that particular artist goes and you know, like advocates in a K-drama, or he kind of asks his fans to support his juniors, or he wants uh, his fans to check out his senior group. Or he he kind of, you know, like keeps us, keeps us updated. So it's like we get to see new things every time we log into our social media. So it's like we have to keep track on everything. But again, this system is kind of totally different and it's beyond clouds for our parents so they don't really understand and agree. But we do have fans who, uh, fans parents who are totally supportive they they enjoy listening to music and i myself have a very best friend whose mother is actually a fan of shiny minho oh yeah and (laughs) and she loves listening to shiny but she is kind of shy to actually express it to the outer world even when my friend you know like casually comments that my mom was watching this music video and um the aunt will be like kind of restrained and she will feel shy to express that to us because it is again uh, they feel that it is not a good thing to follow k-pop I'm not sure Uh, they feel that their pride is kind of coming down if they become k-pop fans or something I, I might be wrong but they are kind of Uh, restricted as we were five years ago even k-pop fans we weren't speaking much about k-pop and i'm sure that every country had that phase before like when they felt shy and small for liking k-pop and now after five years we are ready to speak about k-pop and we are ready to proclaim ourselves as k-pop fans and i'm sure that parents will start speaking up about k-pop in coming up years too and one particular point is that we can't actually force parents because it's like more 50-50. Like few uh, people still doesn't enjoy K-pop. Even our friends don't. And that is the same with parents too. Like you can't force them to accept your uh, daughters or sons who are into K-pop. Some will definitely enjoy it. And there's again the 50 where they feel that this is not their cup of tea and they uh, no, like strictly doesn't want their kids to go behind the entertainment field so it's again 50 50 there's always good and bad and there's always uh, people who love k-pop and people who don't feel that k-pop is their style that's
1: interesting that you talk about how like even just entertainment in general is not you know it's kind of frowned upon um mm-hmm. bollywood you know as we all know is a super profitable industry um in terms of film Now, I wonder, like, and they kind of did this in the exciting India thing where they kind of, you know, they went to a couple of Bollywood studios um, or film sets. Um, Do you think that there's a, a well, have you seen, do you think that there's a chance, you know, that Bollywood would ever mesh with K-pop? And if that happens, maybe that would be able to sway your parents into, you know, believing that it it was worth your time or that there is something there to be into?
0: Um, No, like two type of entertainment worlds coming together is totally possible because we're seeing a lot and lots of uh, Indian uh, Bollywood artists who actually recognize K-pop as one of their favorite um, music bands. And we do have fans for BTS and EXO in our own field. Like, uh, we published an article in Let's K-Pop India uh, months back where we listed four to five artists who are actually fond of K-Pop. Like, uh, people like Arman Malik. And, uh, you know, like, he is a very good, um, you know, like, famous music producer. And he is into EXO. And he loves, uh, he also confessed that he would love to work with them. Mm. And we have... Uh, Shah Rukh Khan's Shah Rukh Khan is actually one of the most known um actor Actors. in yeah. Bollywood yeah mm-hmm. so his daughter also confessed her you know, like interest in K-pop and she actually stated that she would love to date EXO's Suho no. so <laughs> <What>? okay <laughs> okay uh, let us pretend as we, we never heard that so <laughs> So, we have A.R. Rahman, who is, again, one of the most renowned musician, And he uh, also spoke about BDS in his la- latest interview with Rolling Stone India. So Oh, I saw that. There, yeah. yeah. So, there are lots of people who are getting in touch. And, again, K-pop idols uh, talk about India. And Eric Nam mentioning that he loves Bollywood and Bang Chan, even straight Kids Bang Chan, mentioned in a, one of his lives that he used to listen to K-pop mu- Bollywood music and um, we have Jackson from God7 who also mentioned that he li- loves listening to Bollywood so mm. as days and years go on it, it keeps mm-hmm. increasing and you know, like recently we had our God7 release and one of the tracks were, was actually produced by an Indian music producer. He oh, uh, he's cool. from, yeah, he's from Kerala. He's Appu Krishnan. So uh, we had an interview, and uh, he's in LA right now. He's in Los Angeles, and he um, participated in "Trust My Love" song, the third, fourth, fifth, or sixth track in the album. Mm-hmm. And he he has also worked for One Ones. Uh, most beloved anthem, Pick Me, which is actually the title track of Produce 101 right. season 2. Right. Yeah. So he was wow. part of the song. Yeah, he wrote for it. And he also wrote for Just Two. He, uh, okay. I'm not sure if he's a writer. He arranged the song for Just Two. So... Things are happening, so uh, he also mentioned that he would love to meet Godson one day and I'm sure that when he is gonna meet them, he's definitely go- gonna talk about India and the fans and the love they receive. So um, it might sound superficial for now, but I am sure that people are trying to combine the industries together and bring out some beautiful pieces out. and. To add more points, I would rather appreciate them to understand each, uh, you know, like one another's uh, culture and bring a very positive music rather than, you know, like discriminating each other without knowing, uh, without recognizing each and everyone's culture. So that's, again, there where people have to be careful while, while, you know, like mixing up entertainment fields. Mm. So I hope they do that, too. With parents, I am not sure because still, entertainment is entertainment, and people are people, parents are parents. I'm not sure, but maybe, maybe we can have um, 25 to 30 percent of parents who might agree that um, that K-pop is a very good platform for their kids to you know like enjoy and also learn in the same time
1: you know one of the things that you do um is you you know work to spread the word more um you know like i said um in the intro you write for destination k-pop um and you also write you know and curate or you're the founder and curator of uh let's K-pop india you write with the craze you you know guest on soul beats um so is what is your goal with what you're doing in you know Your sort of um, professional K-pop fandom world. uh, What do you hope to, you know, you know, do in the end um, with all of this?
0: Um, More like uh, personally, it would be, you know, like recognizing the artists, and um, you know, like uh, bringing the K-pop acts closer to Indian fandom. You know, like right now we don't uh, have much. Coverage on various artists, you know, like still there are people who still believe that BDS, EXO and got are the popular groups That are there huh. and they st- still need to know lots and lots of groups like I'm not uh, Talking about the entire k-pop community, but the creamy level we should agree that there are lots and lots of fans who support uh you know, like major groups, and there are a few groups that are unnoticed. And I personally, as a writer, would love to take those groups to people because, um, to be frank, even if I'm not a writer, I'm not sure if I will check check their songs. And luckily, I got to be a writer, and I got a chance to actually taste those groups' music videos. And mm-hmm. their aura. Uh, so I would like to be... The medium who actually takes them uh, to the fans so uh, and I try to be as simple as possible with my language so that it kind of reaches to every set you know like every part of the Indian community where people actually find my articles easy to read and also fun and engaging so yeah that's there and Uh, also representing Indian community is Mm. also one of the dreams because uh, you know like we do have great people like Riddhi who is uh, you know like representing us in a very good way and she has met lots and lots of artists and it is uh, I'm really grateful being you know like I would consider myself as the second generation K-pop writers mm. because we have the first generation who has been establishing uh, themselves very well. And uh, we are kind of, um, you know, like lifted up by their charisma and their aura. And they actually motivate us to do much greater things. And I hope we could, you know, like move in as a community in recognizing every K-pop artist as much as we possibly can.
1: Nice. Wow. So mm-hmm. you said you're a part of the second generation as in like, yeah, I second think... generation of Indian writers or just in, in general.
0: I would I would personally consider myself as second generation writer on the whole because okay. there's first generation where we have uh, Ta- Tamar and Jeff Benjamin. I, know, like, I consider them as the first generation. Because they have strived so hard. In bringing K-pop. To media platforms. Mm-hmm. And we kind of. use those platforms. To make K-pop. Even more popular. So they established. The genre. As K-pop in the media. yeah, And we are trying to popularize it more. So. Later maybe. Uh, the third generation might, you know, like reach out to every part of the world. Just like the K-pop world, there is, uh, I believe that there is a K-pop writer community, and it is kind of a very healthy community. And I'm happy that I'm part of that. Mm-hmm
1: that's awesome wow i didn't realize there were like generations or you know I, I see what you're saying um but i've never thought about it like that but um that totally makes sense now um like before you know you said that got seven you know kind of had uh bts and got seven are the biggest groups in um or seemingly you know most popular in india you just wrote about um dot seven's comeback. um What are your thoughts on it? You kind of explained before this call that there, and I didn't know this, I watched the video, um, but I didn't realize there was a Romeo and Juliet sort of um, theme to it. Uh, Do you want to explain that a little and what you found in writing your article?
0: Yeah, so basically it it all started with the first um, um, trailer they had. It was actually in English and it was more like a cinematic trailer where they introduced the whole team of the Upcoming comeback, mm-hmm. and there they uh, had this monologue where a narrator mm-hmm. narrates about uh, not swearing by the moon, and which is actually the taken lines from Shakespearean uh, play Romeo and Juliet, the famous Romeo and Juliet. So it basically um, it's the God seven members who take the roles as Romeos and. Fortunately, we, Aga says, we get to take the role as Juliet's. And it is more like a story plot where the same happens. You know, like, Juliet first dies. Uh, the actual story is kind of different. Like, uh, Juliet pretends to die. And Romeo thinks that she actually, she's dead. And mm. he takes the poison. And then he actually dies. And then Juliet wakes up and finds... Uh, Romeo dead and again she takes the actual poison so it's right it's it's the story like that there but here we find that Juliet actually dies um, first and God 7 members get to know that and it's like uh, there's a line where Bamim sings I want to die with you so it's more like uh Not by the moon, because uh, swear not by the moon is where the moon is changing. It changes in position and shape. So it's more like where uh, it changes and it's not constant, the moon. Yeah. But when we uh, swear to each other, it's more like constant because we both will be staying together for each other. So that's the entire concept where the members and fans as lovers we promise each other on behalf of each other so if you live i live if you die and i die so when Juliet is found dead, you can see uh, scenes like Mark Twan having his uh, a robe or a dress kind of thing, a white dress, which actually represents Juliet's costume. And we can see Young Jae um, lying on a coffin, which is Juliet's coffin. So these kind of um, sceneries kind of depict the actual story plot for us. And we get to see the God7 members standing in the balcony and waiting for the Juliet when the Juliet doesn't uh, doesn't come to the place. It is actually one of the most famous spot in the Romeo-Juliet. Actually, Romeo always visits Juliet in the balcony scene. Yeah, right. So the members come together and search for Juliet and they find her missing. And later, when um, they find her dead, you can see... You uh, no, like few men disguised in black um, wardrobe with masks. They kind uh-huh. of moan for moan, looking at a coffin. Uh, it is kind of, in my opinion, there must be Juliet lying on the coffin, dead, and they are moaning for her. And there's kind of a tomb kind of setup, but the members walk in with a baby bird uh, in Yugim's hand, and he lets it fly. Yeah,
1: sound, right.
0: So, it's more like, uh, to be more deep, I would say that uh, during your hard times, you might feel as if you can, you know, like, stop living or just stop everything, but we give you the, you know, the color of baby bird that is being an I got seven, and they give that color to us. So, it's like, You can color, um, I I don't uh, exactly remember the exact lines, but it's more like, I would like to be colored with your color and I would like to give my colors for you. So it's more like a sacrificing kind of love. So I want you to live with my colors. So they let the bird fly and the whole tomb kind of falls down. It wrecks. So it kind of symbolizes that the Juliet is coming back to life. We can also... Uh, contemplate this scene with Jesus' resurrection because we get to see the ima- imagery where the tomb kind of cracks open and falls down when Jesus, uh, know, like, uh, raised on the third day. So it's similarly the same where the moon cracks open. Even the celestial object might disappear, and um, it's more like we can even fake death by being together forever. So there's a moon cracking open, there's the tomb falling down. Mm -hmm. So basically, in the end, uh, God 7 tries to bring a twist in the usual Romeo Juliet story, where they get to bring back Juliet to life and be together forever. Wow. Wow. I uh, did not know.
1: (laughs) I should have honestly expected that. I know that God 7 has like a storyline sort of thing, but this kind of seems like it... Breaks away from that storyline, like you know, where Jin Young is almost dead, but his members are not dead, and you know, that kind of thing. Um, does it connect? Do you feel like it connects at all?
0: I'm not so strong with theories, but I think this is kind of a different one because the members confess that it is more like the theory follows from call my name, calling my name. Yeah, so in calling my name, they say that they want the lover to trust them and here they ask the same and they actually you know like stand up for the trust and the love so i think uh let us not compare the other theories but this actually felt you know like it had its own story and plot according to me so it was a good one Uh
1: ah okay yeah okay well Props to God Seven with it. And when when I first saw that teaser, they were riding in that carriage sort of thing. I was like, Oh, are they going back to like the eighteen hundreds? Like, where are they? Like, I was so, I was intrigued by that. Really, um, I thought that was really cool how they kind of it with that. But, um, thank you, Anzia, for taking the time to uh, be a guest with us. Um, do you have anything that you want to promote? You know, whether it's your publications or if you have an upcoming article, that kind of thing.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. So it's. More like, yes, I am a writer, so you can you know, like get to read all my articles in Destination K-Pop and The Craze. You can follow me in Twitter and Instagram to know whatever the articles I write. And uh, for Let's K-Pop India, it's actually a group of college students we get together and we write subjective articles on K-Pop. And um, it would be great if you guys would check it out. And we also have our own magazine paperback magazine hashtag kpop magazine which is currently being issued in india and i hope that we could also reach a global market soon so also keep your eyes on that and i would really love to get in contact with you guys so always feel free to dm me and i would really love to talk a lot about K-pop with you guys thank you oh
1: nice so- Yes, and Thea mm-hmm. is very enthusiastic. She loves SF9, too, if any. um,
0: What's the name of SF9's fandom? It's Fantasy.
1: Fantasy. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. I knew that. Oh I'm cutting God. that out. I was reading. Uh-huh.
0: I thought you would never ask about it.
1: No, I, I really enjoy uh, uh, I like a lot of their title songs, and I do like some of their B-sides, but um, after watching Sky Castle, I recognized Chani, and then I was like, oh, wait, he hosts with Hyunjin and uh, uh, Nan, Nan, right? No. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Mina, Mina, yeah. So then I was like, oh, SF nine. Oh, SF nine. Okay. Um, I knew their fandom was fantasy. But either way, um, thank you so much, Anthea. Um, Anthea might be coming on as a co-host at some point. Um in a couple of ep- episodes. Um, so look out for that. But yeah, make sure to go, you know, check out the publication she writes for and um yeah, reach out. Um wait, did you mention sorry, I blanked, did you mention your
0: Instagram? Uh no, it is at Anthea Isaac, It is I know, like the same name for Twitter too. So you can find me there. A-N-T-H-E-A-I-S-A-A-C. Ante Isaac. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, you guys can find her there. You
1: can find me at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L. We do have a uh, Discord going on. So um, you guys can go check it out. Um, or if you want the link, I will give it to you if you just shoot me a DM. So thank you guys for listening. Um, and we will see you all next week.